international broadcasting lives on 5085. The big one. WTWW. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites, and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of, Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks Cafe cast, with your host, Denny J, K5DCC, in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network. Enjoy and participate in Denny's reality radio activities of the day, in this dynamic cafe cast, as he builds each daily episode, segment by segment, with amateur radio contacts, interviews, nets and interesting news from around the world. Now grab a glass, and fill it up with some radio on the rocks. Good morning again. It is Sunday, December 22nd, 2019 at 8 o'clock in the morning. It is sunny, 28 degrees, 99% humidity here in the Ozarks of Northwest Arkansas in the Digicom Cafe. I'm Denny J, your host for the Radio on the Rocks Cafe Cast, which is nothing more than my reality radio podcast where I build interest in the amateur radio hobby. One segment, one episode, one story at a time. I wonder what the uh, forecast is for today. Let me uh, ask my co-host. Alexa, what's the forecast today for Omaha, Arkansas? In Omaha, Arkansas, it's 28 degrees Fahrenheit with mostly sunny skies. Today's forecast calls for more of the same, with a high of 54 degrees and a low of 28 degrees. Oh, gonna be a beautiful day today. How about the band conditions? Alexa, ham radio propagation. Okay, here's ham radio propagation forecast. Here is the propagation report from N0NBH from Sunday, December 22, 2019 at 12 a.m. Today expect 80 and 40 meters to be fair, 30 and 20 meters to be fair, 17 and 15 meters to be poor, and 12 and 10 meters to be poor. Tonight expect 80 and 40 meters to be good, 30 and 20 meters to be fair, 17 and 15 meters to be poor, and 12 and 10 meters to be poor. Sounds like things are improving a little bit. should be an interesting day. Uh, I wonder how active you guys are on HF. You know, we're at the low point of the solar cycle, and so band conditions are not the best. It might be kind of neat to have a segment where I just do a little walkthrough on the bands each day and uh, give a sampling here for recorded history of what the bands sound like in this low part of the cycle. And uh, as we go on through the years, we can always refer back and compare what was to what is and uh, hear a distinct difference with uh, much more activity as we start going up the cycle and start seeing more sunspots. You know, when I first became a ham 50 years ago, QSL cards were a really big deal. We would send them through the bureau and every once in a while we'd get one of our envelopes back just stuffed with DX cards from people we talked to on HF. And uh, in fact, I even had my own QSL card printing business for about five years. I had some very unique designs and uh, I think I probably have cards that I've sold to people all over the world, almost in every country for sure, in every continent in the world over that period of time. And then the 
the solar cycle changed and dipped and uh, the orders quit coming in and so I folded up that little side business. It, it, it definitely does affect the uh, receiving and sending of QSL cards. Now I haven't received a QSL card for many years until just recently when I got involved in satellite communications. I'm just going to go through a list of cards that uh, I have received here in the last month or so since being in satellites. Got two recent ones here just this last week. Got a card here from K7RQN. Robert Fairfield of Peoria, Arizona, where we communicated on uh, AO92. Uh, KB9, LTE, Stephen Miller from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, also an AO92 contact. Uh, shortly before that, we had received one from NS3L. In fact, we did an interview with Stephen Nordahl there in Nazareth, Pennsylvania, also another one that I worked on AO92. That was a great interview, by the way. Uh, N1AB, and WB1CDD, husband and wife in, uh, let's see, where are these guys from? Uh, Orange, California. That was on FT8. Uh, we've got one here from WX1J in Traverse City, Michigan. Had a good conversation with him, too. Very interesting uh, contact there on AO92. Uh, have one here from WY4X. That's uh, my new friend Rick Gunderman from uh, Peach County. Let's see, uh, that one's from from Fort Valley, Georgia. Uh, we've kind of gotten sort of close just from one of the contacts. This was also on AO92. In fact, uh, Rick called me up the other day. We had a nice conversation. And Rick, thanks for the million dollar bill. Wink, wink. <laughs> I've got one here, beautiful four color card from N9FN with a picture of his antennas and station there. Obviously big into uh, satellites. He's from Lafayette, Indiana. Got a, a great, uh, kind of a cartoon illustration one from Joe, KI4ASK. He and his wife, Mary Catherine, uh, KI4HHI is her call sign from Fayetteville, Georgia. He sent me that uh, shortly after our contact on AO92 also. That seems to be the popular bird. Got a beautiful card here from WA9JBQ. That's Rick in West Allis, Wisconsin. Another one uh, on the birds. That was from AO91. I got a cute cartoon one from N3CRT. Looks like it might have been drawn by maybe one of his kids uh, out there in Mount Arlington, New Jersey. Uh, cute card. I like the, uh, the the little blended blue background. Kind of like what I've got on mine there too, Charlie. Uh, very nice. Uh, we've got uh, one here. Beautiful four-color card from KN4. GQB from Orlando, Florida. Sloan must... Uh, maybe he flies for UPS, it looks like. Beautiful mountainscape in the background. Oh, that was on AO91. Thanks for that card uh, there, Sloan. I got a beautiful one of the flag, U.S. flag, AJ4A. Uh, he's from Richmond, Kentucky. That was an AO91 card uh, contact. Uh, we've got KB8DM, Carl Goble. That one was, uh, that was a single sideband contact. Uh, he's from Aurora, Colorado. Nice to work you on 20 meters. Congrats on the extra. Thanks, Carl. We've got one here from AA0CW from uh, Montrose, Colorado. That's Jim Adams. That was uh, AO91 contact. NN4H, I remember that one well, from Nancy, Kentucky. That was Larry that I worked with, an HT and a whip. AO92 from out in my front deck. That, uh, that was quite a thrill. That's one of the ones that really got me hooked on satellites. So uh, thanks for that card, Larry. That was quite a while back that you uh, sent that. Uh, Jeff, WE4B, sent me this one. 
uh, based on our, our contact on AO92 from Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, Jeff has got a series of different cards, a lot of them related to space programs, uh, being on the moon and all kinds of things. Uh, very nice looking cards. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, my friend James, WX5T from Harrison, Arkansas. We see each other regularly. We have eyeball QSOs. And I've got a card here from uh, Virginia Oliver from Frontenac, Minnesota, KC5SAM. She and I set up a schedule on CW so that she could uh, help complete her work to all states. Uh, She's quite a a gal and has been working hard at developing her CW skills. So thank you, Virginia, for that card quite a while ago. So the cards keep rolling in, and uh, I just keep them here in a stack. One of these days, I'm going to have to get one of those uh, plastic sleeve things, you know, that put your cards in and hang them on the wall for people to see, because I often bring people in my shack, and uh, I think it makes it look more ham radio-related. Just like watching Last Man Standing. You've probably seen his station there in the corners of his office at work and in the basement of his home there. Um, He's always got that ICOM station set up, with all the cards hanging on the wall. And uh, of course we know that some of our friends like Ray Novak of ICOM have been very instrumental in setting up that set and providing them with those radios which are really used by many hams that are uh, working on the set and guest hams that come in and are allowed to use that. Uh, The Last Man Standing set. If you've not noticed that, that is an amateur radio station. It's doing a lot to help promote the ham radio hobby, and I think the amateur radio community is doing a lot to promote Last Man Standing. So uh, I always get a tickle whenever I see an episode that has uh, Mr. Baxter sitting in front of his radio or one of the other family members. I've seen some episodes where some of the non-licensed hams get on that radio and talk, which is illegal. I don't know how they get away with that, but (laughs) anyway, it's just movies. Say, listen, if you at all are interested in QSL cards, I'd like to uh, add another feature to my podcast. Anyone who wants a QSL card from me, if you would send a voice message with your name, call sign, and location with a comment about this podcast or question, I will make that a contact and I will log that on my QSL card and send one to you at my expense. As long as your address is good on QRZ, I can uh, put a stamp on that card and fill it out and send it to you as a contributor to the Radio on the Rocks podcast. Uh, I would appreciate that. I'm trying to get people to get involved and make this a real dynamic podcast, and I'm just uh, struggling to get people to send me a message or even a a text or an email. Uh, I want this to be uh, an interaction between me and and the audience here, so uh, maybe this will help. If you would like one of my cards... K5DCC here in the Digicom Cafe. Just click on that message link. You'll see it on the Anchor.fm homepage uh, for my podcast or in the show notes. You'll see uh, one of the links there will have the message in it, voice message. I think it just says message. But if you click on that, I think you may have to register with Anchor.fm to do this. But if you would do that and kindly send me a one-minute voice message, I will enter your message in the show for that day. And I will write out a QSL card for that moment that you sent that message. And I'll send it to you at my expense. So uh, there's my offer to you. I hope you take me up on it. Well, anyway, today we are going to uh, be heading off to church this morning. I want to get back in time for uh, working a different bird, PO101. 
and uh, for the afternoon we may want to get out and enjoy some sunshine uh, it's going to be an absolutely beautiful day we're only uh, two days away from Christmas and uh, everybody's uh, coming home or traveling uh, so it's uh, it's getting to be uh, that time of the year that week we're getting close to the end of the year and I have uh, Held back in uh, my Christmas greetings here on the podcast and on uh, in our amateur radio group in the Digicom Cafe, waiting for the week. And so uh, I think I will start this morning wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Enjoy this uh, last few weeks of 2019. I'm looking forward to 2020. Uh, with God's blessing, uh, many great things will be happening, I think. Uh, today, of course, being Newsday, uh, we're going to have Amateur Radio Newsline with uh, our friend Neil Rapp is uh, the one that's leading this particular episode. So stand by. Let's enjoy Amateur Radio Newsline and I'll be back later with more. Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2199 with a release date of Friday, December 20th, 2019. To follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST, a historic designation for hams in California. A ham who transformed retail transactions becomes a silent key. And do you hear what we hear? It's time for a Christmas classic from the shack. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2199 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Bloomington, Indiana, here's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Although hams in the United States are most familiar with technician class, general class, and extra class, one group of California amateurs is about to be granted historic class. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, has that story. American Legion Post 519 in Palm Springs, California, will start the new year with a gift from the city. The building is being recognized by Palm Springs officials as a Class 1 historical site. The designation follows work by K6TAL, the Post's amateur radio club, which restored vintage equipment on an old soundstage housed inside the premises. The voices of such post-war luminaries as David Niven, Bing Crosby, James Cagney, and Bob Hope were once heard there, but now it's the QTH where hams are heard regularly calling QRZ, the club is also heavily involved in disaster preparedness and emergency communication. The City Council's Historic Preservation Board typically identifies historic properties as candidates for designation in order to ensure that they are preserved. More than 100 buildings around the city have Class 1 designation, including Palm Springs' own City Hall and the former homes of actor Cary Grant and singer Frank Sinatra. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. An amateur who led the way to creating the UPC codes so familiar to shoppers has become a silent key. With that story, we have Heather Emby, KB3TZD. The amateur radio operator who became the lead developer of what was to become the universal product code barcode system used in retail stores has become a silent key. 
George Lauer, K4HZE of Wendell, North Carolina, spearheaded the coding project as an electrical engineer at IBM in North Carolina during the 1970s. The native New Yorker later patented one of the first handheld UPC scanners, according to his obituary in a number of national media outlets. A Washington Post report noted that barcoding itself dates to the 1940s, with designer N. Joseph Woodland being inspired by Morse code's system of dots and dashes. The two men later worked together at IBM. According to a National Public Radio report, Lauer held more than two dozen patents, but the UPC system wasn't among them. IBM never patented it either, and according to NPR, used it instead to help sell scanning equipment. George Lauer died on December 5th at age 94. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Heather Emby, KB3TZD. Hams in Morocco are heading to the mountains with a message. Ed Durant, DD5LP, tells us more. 14 operators are heading to the Imlil Valley, 64 kilometers from Marrakesh in Morocco, for their annual activation acknowledging International Mountain Day. This year's activation will be from the 20th to the 22nd of December. The group, which has a number of young operators, is focusing on mountain safety and climate change, two themes central to the UN's International Mountain Day, which took place on December the 11th this year. The team will be calling QRZ as CN19JIM using SSB, CW and FT8 modes. The suffix of the call sign translates from the French words meaning International Mountain Day, La Journée Internationale de la Montagne. According to one of the team members, Ferti Rashid, CN8RAH, the event is taking place under the auspices of the Royal Association of Radio Amateurs of Morocco, bringing together hams from cities throughout the kingdom. For Amateur Radio Newsline, Ahmed Durant, DD5LP. A group of Israeli high school students is feeling quite proud right now. Their satellite is up above the Earth. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, has that story. An experimental satellite built by a trio of Israeli high school students is among nine satellites put into orbit on December 11th by India's PSLV-C48 rocket. The satellite has an amateur radio FM transponder with a 2-metre uplink and a downlink on 70 centimetres, an APRS digipeter and a camera to be used for Earth imaging. The small satellite is piggybacked on the rocket's primary payload, which is a radar-based imaging satellite for the military. According to FirstPost.com, the students designed the satellite and were present for the launch along with their teacher. The Twitter feed for Israel in India, which promotes relations between the two countries, calls it a proud moment. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, Sadel 2 bhf For students in Missouri here in the U.S., the lesson plan for the day was a little loftier. On December 12th, students at Woodridge Middle School in High Ridge, Missouri, contacted the International Space Station. With teacher Thomas Laybourne, KE0SGU, and the help of Brian, K0KBA in St. Louis, a number of the students got to chat with NA1SS and astronaut Luca Paramitano. KF5KDP. They asked how weightlessness affects the body, what happens to tears in space, and how water is recycled up there. They also found out how an astronaut's long-distance view of Earth also gives a long-range perspective. Here's what Luca told them. Overall, nowadays, when I look at Earth, I just feel how fragile it is, and I, I really want to leave it in good shape for your generation. 
Congrats to the kids on a successful Eris contact. You can see a video of the students during the CUSOs on the Woodridge Middle School's Facebook page. The International Space Station has become an even busier place this time of year. There's talk of a worldwide commemorative SSTV operation on either the 27th or 28th of December. Interested amateurs are urged to follow at Eris underscore status on Twitter and to watch the AMSAT bulletin board for status updates. The SSTV downlink frequency is 145.800 megahertz. Hams on board include Dr. Andrew Morgan, KI5AAA, cosmonaut Alexander Svortskov, RK6ATR, and Luca Parmentano, KF5KDP, whose contact you heard moments ago with the school kids in Missouri. A leading player in Serbian amateur radio has been delivering some tutorials to hams in India. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, has been following that story. The Secretary of the Amateur Radio Union of Vojvodina in Serbia was the featured guest at a recent two-day workshop on amateur radio held by the National Institute of Amateur Radio in Hyderabad, India. Miroslav Skorik, YT7MPB, has been visiting India's educational institutions and attending conferences to conduct ham radio workshops. At the seminar December 12 and 13 at the Vardaman College of Engineering in Hyderabad, he shared insights into packet radio communication, his preferred mode of operation. Rom Moyhan, VU2MYH, director of the NIAR, said Miroslav has made repeated visits to India, delivering presentations, most especially to young people. His December visit included an earlier presentation to more than 200 electronics and computer science undergraduates at Gimrid Rajam in Andhra Pradesh. In Hyderabad, more than 100 undergraduates at Vardaman College heard from him and Jayath Bide, VU2JAU, who discussed emergency communications. Both colleges have faculty members and students who are licensed hams. Miroslav was also present later at the IEEE ANTS 2019 conference at the prestigious Birla Institute of Technology and Science in Goa. With his frequent trips to India, Ram told Newsline that Miroslav now has a VU3 amateur radio license pending issuance there. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K7MMA repeater in Spokane, Washington, on Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Swedish agencies have taken on an RF pollution study, and the focus is on solar panels. Here's Jeremy Boot, G4 in JH. Sweden's National Radio Society, the SSA, reports that studies of solar panel installations have begun to determine whether they are a source of RF pollution. Both the Swedish Electrical Safety Agency and the Swedish Energy Agency are looking at the installation's optimizers and inverters in particular. The inverters are used to convert the direct current of the solar panel to alternating current. Amateur radio operators are not the only ones who suffer from this kind of RF interference. Weather stations, remote control car alarms, wireless speakers, home alarms and garage door openers can also be affected. The Swedish agency's scrutiny is expected to continue until March 2020. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. 
The Federal Communications Commission is seeking comment on its plan to remove amateur radio operators from the 3.3 gigahertz to 3.55 gigahertz band and looking for what it calls transitional mechanisms for its implementation. The agency formally adopted the proposed change at its meeting on the 12th of December. FCC officials wrote that the move comes as a way of making new spectrum available for use by mobile and fixed wireless broadband. The notice was released on December 16th and can be viewed at docs, that's D-O-C-S, dot F-C-C dot gov. Now here's a Christmas story that comes to us from Tampa, Florida, home to St. Joseph's Children's Hospital. Florida is, of course, more than a few degrees warmer than the North Pole, but this story is heartwarming for other reasons, as we learn from Mike Askins, KE5CXP. Members of the Bay Area Emergency Amateur Radio Service, or BEARS, are accustomed to responding to emergencies. So at holiday time, if there are any youngsters stuck in the hospital instead of being home waiting for Santa, well, yes, that qualifies as an emergency. Like ingenious elves at the North Pole, the Bay Area hams responded on December 11th in the same way they've done in previous years, with the magic of radio linking young patients to the man with all the toys. Hospital officials told the local TV station that the idea started about 10 years ago. With this scenario, youngsters denied a visit to Santa at the mall or the hope of glimpsing him at home late on Christmas Eve might still be able to put a QSO on their Christmas list. The Bay Area Emergency Hams have a station at the hospital that uses the call sign W4TCH, so the rest was easy. Team members from the hospital's child life department brought the radios to each child's bedside, and the next voice the children heard was, well, a, a really big DX from the North Pole that any ham radio operator would envy. Even if the kids eventually stop believing in Santa, there's a sure bet they'll still believe in radio. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Mike Askins, KE5CXP. Speaking of Santa, are you ready to start listening for him on the air? Christmas Eve is coming up fast, and the Do Drop In is ready on Echolink. With this special report, we have, well, Santa himself. Ho, 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 boys and girls, can you believe how fast the time flies? It's my favorite time of the year again. That's right, time for the Santa Watch Net. Old Santa's gonna be making his rounds. Who you calling old, little buddy? Sorry. He'll be making his rounds again for the ninth year in a row, and the gang at the Dew Drop In will be watching the radar. Join the Santa Watch Net starting at 1800 hours Eastern Time. <laughs> oh, I'll put you back on the nice list. And my little elf Dave in 3N TV, he's still such a cute little fellow. <laughs> he's going to be calling the net and keeping track of old Santa's location. Uh, I mean, uh, QTH. And just like last year, Santa has a radio in his sleigh and he'll chat with the kids again. <laughs> oh, I love that part. Bring all the little ones, get them checked in because you know, third party traffic always on the nice list. Once again, it's the Santa Watch Net. Christmas Eve, 1800 hours Eastern on the Do Drop In Echo Link Conference Server. Node number 355800. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas from me, old Saint Nick, and all my little elves at the Do Drop In. Ho, 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 ho. 
In the world of DX, Sebastian SQ1SGB is on the air occasionally from Antarctica as VP8HAL from the Haley 6th British Antarctic Research Station. Listen for him on 7170 kilohertz and 14305 kilohertz each day at 0100 UTC for one hour. He will be in Antarctica until the 8th of February. Send QSLs to EB7DX. In Austria, members of the Amateur Radio Contest DX Club are calling QRZ as 4U1XMAS during the Christmas season from the 4U1A station at the United Nations Vienna International Center. They will be on the air until December 31st. QSL via UA3DX, direct or by the Bureau. Ole, whose call signs are KD7WPJ and UR5BCP, will be active as CE0Y slash UR5BCP from Easter Island between the 26th and 31st of December. Listen on 60 through 6 meters where Ole will be using CW sideband and FT8 or FT4 mode with 100 watts. Send QSLs to KD7WPJ direct or by the Bureau. Digital mode contacts will be uploaded to Logbook of the World. Antonio EA5RM is in Ecuador until the 5th of January. He is on the air during his spare time mainly as HC3ACT. You may also hear him as HC2-EA5RM from Guayaquil. Listen on 40 through 10 meters using single sideband and the digital modes QSL to his home call sign. We end this newscast with a Newsline holiday tradition. A ham log instead of a Yule log. We again offer this much-loved adaptation of the Clement Clark Moore classic as read by Jim Dameron in 8 TMW. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the shack, the rig was turned off and the mic cord lay slack. The antenna rotor had made its last turn. The tubes in the linear had long ceased to burn. I sat there relaxing and took off my specs, preparing to daydream of armchair DX. When suddenly, outside, I heard such a sound, I dashed out the door to see what was around. The moon shone down brightly and lighted the night. For sure, propagation for the low bands was right. I peered toward the roof where I heard all the racket, and there was some guy in a red, fur-trimmed jacket. I stood there, perplexed, in a manner quite giddy, just who was this stranger? Did it, da da, did it? He looked very much like an FCC guy who'd come to check up on some bad TVI. I shouted to him, Oh man, QRZ! Hey, you by the chimney all dressed up in red! I suddenly knew when I heard sleigh bells jingle, the guy on the rooftop was Jolly Chris Kringle! He had a big sack full of amateur gear, which was a big load for his prancing reindeer, transmitters, receivers for cabinets and racks, some meters and scopes, and a lot of coax. He said not a word, cause he'd finished his work. He picked up his sack and he turned with a jerk. As he leaped to his sleigh, he shouted with glee, and I knew in a moment he'd be QRT. I heard him transmit as he flew o'er the trees, Merry Christmas to all, and to all seventy-three. <laughs> Reporting for Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, N8TMW. With thanks to Alara 
Amateur News Weekly, the ARRL, ARIS, the Desert Sun Newspaper, Facebook, Ferdy Rashid, CN8, RAH, National Institute of Amateur Radio, the FCC, Ohio Pen, DX Bulletin, QRZ.com Forums, Radio Society of Great Britain, St. Joseph's Hospital website, Ted Randall's QSO Radio Show, WTSP-TV, WTWW Shortwave, and your listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. Please send emails to our address at newsline at arnewsline.org. More information is available at Amateur Radio Newsline's only official website at arnewsline.org. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2, GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide. I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG in Bloomington, Indiana, saying 7-3, Merry Christmas, and as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2019, all rights reserved. You've got mail. It's 1-15 here in the Digicom Cafe. It's 56 degrees, can you believe it? This is December 22nd. Two days before Christmas. What a beautiful day. Anyway, I issued that same offer to um, our friends on Facebook regarding a QSL card. I said, if anyone wants a free QSL card, just send me a one-minute voice message introducing yourself. Give us your name, call sign, location, and uh, comments or questions, and uh, I will send you a QSL card dated the time that you sent that message. And I got a taker. Uh, they didn't send it through the anchor system, but that's okay. They just sent a YouTube video. This comes from a friend, Tim, AC5SH. Let's see what he has to say. Okay, somebody said, Tim, do a one-minute introduce yourself thing. I guess I can do it in a minute because, frankly, I'm not all that interesting. Hello, I'm Tim, and I'm an over-the-road truck driver, and... Uh, I run all 48 contiguous U.S. states. I'm a ham operator with call sign AC5SH. I love Morse code. It was a Christian-oriented place that asked for the introduction, so here you go regarding that. I got saved in 1972. Just didn't want to burn in hell. I was a little kid. I was scared. That's a good reason to get saved. And, uh, you know... You can learn to love Jesus later, and you will, because he loves you, and you'll realize that. Merry Christmas, 73, Tim, AC5SH. There you go. Thank you, Tim. Drive safely, and Merry Christmas to you, too. If anyone else would like a QSL card from me, please just send me a voice message up to one minute long. Questions, comments, Christmas greetings, I don't care. Either use the Anchor.fm message platform or Facebook or YouTube, and I will share it in this podcast and send you a QSL card. Thanks. Stick around. There's more to follow. Today's Daily Devotional is entitled Donkey Vision. Numbers 22, verse 23 reads, Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. To read this account of Balaam and his donkey is quite amazing when we stop and think about it. Here's a man who was a prophet, a pagan one at that, 
who God speaks to and has the ability to reason, yet his donkey was far wiser than he was. Balaam was greedy, self-centered, and lacked the vision to see the danger that was ahead of him because his sin blinded him to God's presence. Balaam chose to disregard God's instructions not to go with Balak's messengers. Now he travels on a path that God initially told him to avoid, but because of his obvious desire for filthy gain, God set him on a path to his own destruction. Along the way, the angel of the Lord meets him to take his life. Balaam is so determined to gain fame and fortune that he does not see that he is opposing the one person who can not only take his uh, life, but also destroy his soul. And Jesus said in Matthew 10:28, And do not fear those who kill the body, but uh, cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. On the other hand, we have Balaam's donkey. Unlike Balaam, his uh, donkey has spiritual vision that all of us need to strive for. We live in a world of spiritually blind people. Uh, they do not see Christ for who he is. They do not believe the word of God and mock those who believe it. The, devil's, uh, the devil blinds them. And if they continue in their rebellion, God will give them up to their blindness. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 tells us, Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of uh, the glory of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine on them. Romans 1.28 tells us, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind, to those things which, were, which are not fitting. Note that the donkey's eyes were opened only because God opened them. It's no different for us. The only way to have our spiritual eyes opened is for God to open them. And this can only happen in Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14-16 through 16 clearly tells us, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For whom has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. In Luke 24, Jesus joined two of his disciples on the road to Emmaus as they discussed the events that took place regarding Jesus' crucifixion in the empty tomb. All the while that he was with them, they did not recognize who, who uh, he was, neither did uh, they understand what the scripture said about Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection until he opened their eyes. Luke 24:45 reads, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. As born-again believers, we must avoid being like Balaam and model our spiritual walk to resemble that of the donkey. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she perceived the danger that lay ahead and sought another way. When Balaam brought her back on the same path, she persisted in trying to find a route that would not go against the angel of the Lord. Note also that the donkey's attempts to follow God's direction earned her much persecution. The meekness of the donkey was quite admirable as well as she could have turned around and bit Balaam when he continued to strike her for the third time. We as God's children need to pray that God will open our spiritual eyes so that we can see what he wants us to do and where he wants us to go. When he reveals it, we must not be like Balaam and try to go against what God warned him not to do. We must be like the donkey who tried to change course when she realized God stood in her path. When we choose to walk the path God has chosen for us, know that there will be persecution from the world and even worldly Christians. Finally, uh, when that persecution comes, we must not react the way the world would and we must not seek to retaliate. Uh, instead, uh, we should love and pray for those who uh, stand as our enemies. As we know from Matthew 5.44, in the end, uh, the donkey behaved more like the child of God than Balaam did. His greed, pride, and self-absorption 
causes spiritual blindness, while the donkey's spiritual eyes were wide open. I say we all strive to gain donkey vision. Today, God extends an invitation to you to accept His gift of salvation. Will you accept it? Anyone who calls on Jesus by faith and repentance, confessing your sins, will receive eternal life. Do not put off calling on Him. Receive Him in His free gift of salvation today. Thank you for visiting and listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. This podcast can be heard on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher apps, plus the embedded anchor.fm widget at digicomcafe.com. You can also listen to all of our cafe casts on your Amazon devices by asking Alexa to play radio on the rocks. Now, please stand by for a word from one of our sponsors. Is there somebody that you know that's trying to get their ham ticket? Trying to ham test online. It's easy. There's no drudgery to it. There's no dread to it. And right now you can get the technician exam study guide that's normally $29.95. And right now during this sale price, it's only $19.95. That's right. That's the technical study guide for the tech license for ham test online. Now, let them log in to HamTest Online and let them follow the program study guide. They'll get their ticket in a matter of a few days. Right now, the price is reduced to $19.95. So get online. And if you've already got all of your tickets, then ham it forward by buying this study program for someone who's trying and wants to get into ham radio. HamTestOnline.com. That's hamtestonline.com.